Broadcasting from her ranch embedded deep in the heart of rural America, here's Karina Jones on America's Hot Barn Report. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Oh, and we'll take your beef and your live cattle too, no matter what the disease conditions are in your country or how you raise them or slaughter them. Thanks for tuning in to this special Friday edition of the Hot Barn Report. It's true, I love to deliver the news that no one else is talking about. The inconvenient truths that are right there in plain sight on those USDA reports that come out every month. I have worn it like a badge of honor that no one else in the mainstream media is talking about it, then it is probably exactly what needs to be talked about because it is probably the very thing that is affecting your bottom line in the cattle business and mine. Honestly, if you are involved in production agriculture, it can feel like we are on the Titanic taking on water and we've all been given a teaspoon to fight for our lives. It is in these very moments like this when it becomes easy to lose sight of the forest for the trees, but believe me, the problems are still there. One of those being the influx of imports. While the American cattle industry has faced a plethora of struggles resulting in a massive herd liquidation that no analyst sees us pulling out of anytime soon, other countries are bolstering their herd inventory and have a target on the red, white, and blue as their primary market of beef and live cattle. Let me remind you that the U.S. is the second largest importer of beef, and it looks like we continue to be quite proud of that rank and looking to hold on to it. Most notably has been our keen interest lately in Mexican feeder cattle. In March, the USDA reported that we imported almost 125,000 head in just that month, a level that has not been seen in a couple of of years. Just for reference, we only sent 4,700 head back south that month. Mexico imports cattle from Nicaragua, Guatemala, and other Central American countries. Who knows which ones will make an appearance on your grill at your backyard barbecue? Remember the USDA and those trying to make American producers comply with mandatory EID are not concerned about foreign cattle and beef traceability. They won't even consider labeling the beef you buy with a country of origin label. This is a utopian scenario for other beef and cattle raising countries. They raise their cattle and beef under practices that are obscure to our USDA. They don't have to abide by our rules. They can spray their pastures with what they want. They don't have to have a USDA inspector on site every day in their packing facilities. They can sell their cattle and beef into our market and get a USDA inspected sticker on it and maybe even a product of USA label on it if they're lucky. The US dollar is highly coveted by these countries. Inflated prices here and lower costs of inputs over there means they get to take the money and run. No bad beef here only support for our American cattle industry by our diamond dozen hot barns. Stockman's Livestock, Lemon Livestock, North Platte Stockyards, St. Ange Newell, Platte Livestock Market, Tri-County Stockyards, Torrington Livestock, Creighton Livestock Market, Bassett Livestock Auction, Mowbridge Livestock, Ogallala Livestock Auction Market, and Presho Livestock. Catch them all next week on CattleUSA.com. Where's the beef?